It is Wednesday night. It's September 20th, 2023. AEW's biggest, arguably their biggest dynamite of the year every year. The annual Grand Slam event just ended about 20 minutes ago. I'm Tanner Lee along with my co-host Austin Shepard in the house tonight. The reigning defending KOP Predictions champion Paul Zartman cannot join us tonight, but he should be back next week. But for everybody that doesn't know out there, he uh, challenged Shep and I after we went off the air last week from last week's podcast to a confident points prediction for Grand Slam for tonight on Dynamite and Friday on Rampage. And last, uh, we always do these at pay-per-views. This is the first time in a long time we've done one on Dynamite. And the last time we did one, we had one of our uh, viewers on YouTube wasn't sure of the rules. So I told him we'd, I'd make sure to explain how uh how we do that so because he thought okay if you can pick one to ten for every guy why not pick ten every time well how it happens like tonight in 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 friday on rampage there's nine matches okay so you get to use each number one through nine one time so the match you're most confident in you put nine points on match you're least confident you put one points on and so forth so that's pretty much how that works i can see how it can get confusing to people but um just so far after tonight, we all missed at least one, uh, at least one, one match, if not two. So, but before we get into that, and I see Majin's tuning in, he says Paul sounds like he chickened out instead. Yeah, yeah, some could say that. Um, Shep's poor got little, the T-shirt. Shep's poor, got the what? Go ahead. Sorry, I said poor little fellow. Pick it on Paul. <laughs> Yeah, Paul deserves it. Okay. Uh, Shep's got the What Are We Drinking shirt that you can get at kickingoutshop.com. So, Shep, what are we drinking tonight? Um, we might be in a little trouble. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, I picked these up over the weekend uh, for some friends of mine, and I, I took the uh, Fruit Punch ones, and they they were good. They were They were 80 proof little shots, and then I picked up these. And I didn't look at them until literally 30 seconds ago. Um, these are 128 proof. Oh, my God. So these are a little, if you see the little thing there, it says 128 on the side. Oh, boy, a little shine. So, yeah, these, <laughs> the other ones were, <laughs> I don't even want to smell it. No, oh, Jesus! Oh man, I thought the I thought they'd be eighty proof. These would be like blue raspberry flavored. Um, getting close to rubbing alcohol there. I'm an idiot. <laughs> God dang! I literally thirty seconds ago I went out and I went out and grabbed it out of the out of the freezer. And uh, all right, we're gonna see. Bottoms how- up. I just got a boring old Coors Light tonight, so. <laughs> what a face. Whoa. Oh. 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 I think if I burp right now, it'd be flames. Oh, that's awful. Oh. Yeah, I'm not envying you on that one. That, that had no... That had no blue flavoring at all. Like I thought that'd be like some blue raspberry. Uh, yeah, that was old smoky moonshine, huh? 
Majin's uh, asking if you're seeing things yet. Um, not yet. Actually, <laughs> um, I took it easy. I only had uh, one uh, one sipper during dynamite. Um, I don't know. Ugh. No. <laughs> Ask me here in about thirty minutes. I don't know. Yep. Yeah, we oh, will. We will. I got we I got will. old faithful back for a chaser, which hopefully is a lot better than that. <laughs> Still waiting, kettle. Still waiting. Still waiting. Kettle, I'll start wearing Tito shit if you don't send us anything. <laughs> oh my god, that's awful. Well, before we jump into dynamite, I know a lot of people enjoy the quizzes that we've been posting. Uh, a few weeks ago, we kind of changed our format instead of doing it live on the podcast. We just pre-record them and put them up on our YouTube channel. And tonight's was the WWF slash WWE Hardcore Champions. And since Paul wasn't here, it was just me against Shep. So you can go check that video. It will be up on our YouTube channel tomorrow. And so, I was above average. Yes. We're always above average. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. Well, yeah. All right. Well, let's get into Dynamite tonight. And I'm sure you definitely want to talk about this opener. It was a uh, rivalry 15 years, story 15 years into the making until tonight. Claudio Castanoli, the ROH champion versus Eddie Kingston, who is the uh, New Japan Open champion. And uh, this match went about how I thought it would. A bunch of hard-hitting, meat-slapping, meat action. And I enjoyed every second of it. It was a match full of emotion. Both of those guys brought it hard hitting. You knew it was going to be a stiff, uh, stiff match. I think uh, Claudia was bleeding from the chest towards the end. Oh there. my god! He took he took some brutal ones. A lot uh, of forearm shots and chest and elbow strikes. That's for sure. The uh, two things stood out. One was about. I don't know, four or five minutes into the match, Tony Schiavone made a comment that these guys have wrestled 12 times and Claudio was 10 and 2. Right there told me that Eddie was winning. Second, obviously, being in New York and the reception Eddie got. Um, and I thought Eddie held his emotions pretty good because Eddie's mm-hmm. obviously an emotional dude. I thought he held his emotions back pretty good, not um, – giving giving in and, and trying to break a little kayfabe, uh, knowing how much this meant to him. Even after the match, he was he was pretty uh, – kept himself pretty together. You know, I, I when he won the uh, open weight title in New Japan, he was really, really emotional. But that I guess that was in the press conference afterwards. Yep. So um, Tony Schiavone made a comment that he was going to go backstage and get a word – or no, I'm sorry, Rick Abani made a comment he was going to go backstage and get a comment for him for ROH TV. So uh, interested to see how that interview is because I'm guessing it was right as he came out of Gorilla um, with all the emotion, the adrenaline still running. So great, great match. Um, exactly what I expected from these guys. Love that they kicked it off with them. Um, and the cherry on top was Claudio doing um, the honor, the, the mm-hmm. of honor. So yep. uh, I love that part of it. Um, 
and I, I love where they're going with Eddie. He's got one last run left in him. And I say last run. I know he's not that old, but he's he's older. Um, and I, I want to see him have a, a good year, year and a half of him just on the top. So Eddie Two Belts. Gotta love it. Eddie Two Belts uh, coming to South Bend in two weeks. Yeah. Three yeah. weeks. Yeah, three weeks. Three weeks. Warrior Wrestling. Yep. Warrior Wrestling. He will be main eventing. And they I even saw Warrior tweeted that. Uh, they 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 changed the main event where it's uh, New Japan uh, uh, strong and ROH champion. So they've already changed their graphics. So he'll be bringing both belts to South Bend. Yeah, if you have somebody coming in on, for an independent show that's a uh, title holder and two big promotions like that, he's got to be in the main event. I don't see how you can't put him in the main event. So, but fun way to open the show for sure. Even though I think more people than not probably were expecting Eddie to come out victorious and come out as the ROH champion and the uh, New Japan Open champion, but still a great way to kick things off. Majin here, to think Eddie was going to retire when COVID hit, he was going to sell his boots and gear just to be able to live, and now he's ROH champion. Yeah, he could, couldn't write a better story. I remember, I remember he, I think he did sell some ring gear. I think he did sell, yeah, some to make a mortgage payment or something, yeah. and then he and was, then he got the call from AW to come in against Cody for the op, uh, TNT Open uh, cha- challenge. And I think it, I I think it was Renee's podcast that he got really uh, deep into. I think he was on Jericho's, but he 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 kept a guard up on Jericho's podcast. But it was it was Renee's where he was mm-hmm. really real. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm guessing it's because of the relationship of him and him and Mox, but right. Yeah, I remember I remember listening to that podcast. It was really good, and he just said, "Look, I came back from a tour of." Was he in Israel or something? It was out, it was out of the country. Yeah, that sounds right. South America, Israel, where and and he was with Luther. Him and Luther <laughs> were were buddies of all people. And he came back, and COVID hit. He had a little little run with the NWA, and he's like, "Look, I'll sell my ring gear. I got a, I got bills to pay." Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just super pumped for that guy. Yep, finally getting the run he's always deserved, and he he's not going anywhere. He'll he'll retire with AEW. He's Can, one of those guys that that's. Is there, is there anybody in the game today? And I don't care what promotion. Is there anybody that delivers a promo, whether it's in the ring, backstage, pre-taped, that is more real than him? I don't think so. I mean, there's a couple of good ones, but I think he's top of top when it comes to just being real. And and I think we've talked about this before. It's real because it's real to him. Yeah. It, like you said, you know, Richard Fleer and Ric Flair, there is no Richard Fleer. And Eddie Kingston's pretty much the same way. He yeah. is his gimmick. So Eddie Kingston lives this business yep. in and out of the arena. Yep. So, yeah, the, the, the promos he did coming up to this match. Oh, I my gosh. Great. Yep. So – Yep, he's a fan favorite. I mean, Tony Schiavone calls him his favorite of all time wrestler. And Tony didn't even know him until they started working together in AEW. A couple years ago, so. You know, and and Jericho really had kudos for him yesterday, or maybe it was earlier this week. Earlier this week on Busted Open, when Jericho was doing some media, hyping up Grand Slam. And he said he when Eddie Kingston came into AEW, he didn't know who he was. He thought he was Eddie Edwards. And he said, now look at him. He's on the run of his life. So, yep. 
We then see uh, the kingdom uh, shown backstage last week at Ro- Roderick Strong's bedside, reading cards to him. Adam Cole then turns up, but the kingdom claims it's convenient they turn up now as they have to leave. Cole says he has to leave too to be there for MGF's title match, and Roddy's not very happy about that. I, I'm kind of over this storyline. Hey, I, I, I like the layers. I like the layers. Let me rephrase this. I'm over Roderick Strong. But he's doing his job that way. But I'm over him. The kingdom, okay, I think they have a, a purpose, but I, I think the guy's annoying. I think he sucks talking. Um, yeah, that's just me. I guess it's I, just me. I'm, I'm, I'm hard on it. I get where they're going with it. The kingdom wins Friday night, right? Oh, the kingdom has to, even though it wasn't one of our predictions. No, because AW loves to do that. (laughs) They announced it tonight. Um, But yeah, you're definitely going to have the kingdom versus MJF and and Adam Gold. And that's that, that which I wrestle dream. Which I know we'll get into later. Adam Cole legit hurt his ankle jumping off that stupid ramp. Ankle or hammy. It might have been a hamstring. So he come running down off that ramp Mm -hmm. and he made the fell. Yeah, so that the, the second time we've had a stupid big ramp like this. Remember when Danielson got his leg caught in the damn thing? Yep. Yep. Now you come running down and he jumps off there and he legit tweaked his ankle or like oh yeah maybe yep. his hammy. But I think you're probably right, ankle. But it might have been a hamstring, and and we'll get to that. There was a couple injury spots tonight that weren't supposed to happen that were noticeable. Um, hopefully everybody comes out of it okay. Majin here, I have a feeling we're going to see a whole new kingdom when Cole turns. Could. Just to make MJF a bigger baby face, right? Mm-hmm. That'd be the only reason. Man, the crowd was hot for him tonight. Knew they would be, but when he, and I know we'll get into it, but when he hit that kangaroo kick, oh, that's awesome. My gosh. My gosh. Yeah, he did. He did land wrong. You're right, Majin. Um, Christian Cage, we see him backstage. He said he's bored with Darby Allen. He's ready to move on, but it's obvious that Darby isn't going isn't going to move on until he gets another shot at the TNT title. He tells Allen to step in the ring with him and Luchasaurus in a three-way, even though he accidentally says in a two-on-one, I mean three-way, on collision on Saturday, and Sting isn't allowed at ringside, but he tells him to bring the boy. I'm not really invested in this story right now. And yeah, it's... And I don't know if it's... I, I get it, what Christian Cage is doing. He's the champion. Um, Darby Allen fans said Darby Allen's going to climb Mount Everest. There is no greater athlete. <laughs> Darby Allen's going to be in a wheelchair in 30 days if he's not careful. Um <laughs> Yeah, I just I don't know. I don't I don't know if I get the big um the big push with Luchasaurus. I know Christian Cage is walking around like he's the champion, but I, I don't know if I get behind this one. Yeah. what gets me is Darby and both Nick Wang are from Seattle. Wrestle Dream is coming up in uh, what is that, next Sunday in Seattle. So I thought that's where we'd see a title change if we're gonna see one. So I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen here. I don't know. 
Then we get uh, Chris Jericho versus Sammy Guevara. These guys have been partners, uh, part, faction partners, tag team partners, brothers to say for four years since AW started. First time they're ever going one on one. This match had a few areas where it was a little sloppy. For the most part, though, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a pretty good match. Uh, I liked the story they told in the ring. Uh, Guevara did come out with a jacket that was all lit up in honor of Jericho, and he was wearing similar color of attire, and the commentary team pointed this out, similar color attire to where Jericho wore at WrestleMania 19 against HPK. And I'm glad they brought that up because it would pay dividends in the end. But uh, I like the story they told. It was Guevara should have won this match. But he tried to do extra when he didn't need to. I want to know the record of superstars or professional wrestlers, whatever you want to call them, right? That come down with an entrance that have a uh, live singer. Yeah, that would be interesting. Because I feel like of the last year or so, anybody that came down and had a performance as their entrance, they ended up losing the match. More times than not, it seems like. In that guy, I'm forgetting his name off the top of my head. He Easy, is Easy Street or Easy Money. He's he's the co-host of Swerve's podcast. Oh. So Swerve Strickland's podcast. He does some music stuff with AW. Um, well, I couldn't have told you he was the artist behind Guevara's theme until the night, though. Yeah. Um, but Guevara did some real athletic stuff, like Majin said. Uh, Jericho seemed a little bit off tonight, the moonsault and a few other things. There was one spot where Jericho tried to do the springboard kick off the top rope. He missed, and then Sammy tried to do something he missed. Sammy and then tried Sammy to do a super a, kick, completely yep. whiffed. Yep, it um, was kind of ugly. And then he, uh, he came back and did it again. Yeah, it was a, had it sloppy points. Um of the performance, but this storytelling, I think, is what overshadowed. Yep, yep. and that's what Jericho's MO is anymore, storytelling and getting younger talent over, which I picked Jericho for one confidence point. You and Paul both had Sammy, so that was a big in my favor. And, and the reason I picked Jericho going into this is I thought this was not going to be a one-off. I thought this would turn into a long feud, which it looks like it's going to. And people were freaking out on Twitter and IWC. You know, he didn't give Sammy the rub well he will eventually i'm sure he just didn't tonight and it's for the story it adds to the story like majin said right here jericho mentored sammy from day one he knows sammy would have went to the top for that definite move and it cost him yeah little bits to the story there and that's what happens in the end guevara has him beat after hitting a gth but he went for the shooting star press and jericho counters it into the code breaker then post match they shake hands and hug hug it out. But just like Jericho did to HBK at WrestleMania 19, Guevara hits the low b- blow, and then the crowd erupts in a bunch of boos, and Callis comes out and joins Guevara's side. So it looks like Guevara might be joining the Don Callis family, which I didn't really see that coming. Actually, it makes sense though with the it history of, of Jericho and Don Callis. Sure does. Um, Sammy had saved Jericho a couple times, um, but it just shows the it, it shows the power that Don Callis has backstage, and it's just building Don Callis up um, and making him the right now. I would say he's the biggest heel in AEW. Oh, easily he he's their version of Dominic Mysterio Heat. 
Yes. Not quite on Dom's level, but for AW, that's and, probably the guy who gets booed the most. And I'm guessing maybe Rampage or Collision, him and Sammy are going to come out and, and, and try to talk. And I have a feeling it's going to be – they're going to get booed to the point where you can't hear them. And at that point, they won. They, they have won it, the crowd over, and they're, they're doing their job. And this is a perfect way to make Sammy a permanent heel for a while. Put him with the biggest heel in the company because he's been back and forth so much. And and even though I think he's, you know, done better backstage in the past year, or, you know, getting on same terms with everybody, not getting so much heat on him backstage. Um, he is so unlikable, though, with this character. So I think he played a heels way better than the babyface. But if, if you look at this with the Don Callis thing, yeah. Right now, he's the only wrestler in the Don Callis family that can talk. Nothing True. against Takeshka, but he's, he's not good English. No. Right? He's working on that. So, yeah, Don can talk, but now you actually have a wrestler that can talk. Yeah. So, you think, do you think Daniel Garcia joins? No. No, yeah. I think Daniel Garcia's, uh, I, I think he eventually, you'll, you'll see a little feud there with, with him and Sammy. Yeah, he kind of goes to Jericho's side now that Jericho needs somebody. Um, Majin said, not on Dom's level. I'm sorry, but some of Dom's is piped in reaction. Don is not only all natural, but as soon as he comes out, it's on site. That is true. Yeah. That is true. I know they, they uh, one of the dirt sheets says, you know, they turn Dom's mic down and turn up the crowd noise a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I know they did do enhance a little bit. That's a good That's- point. It's a lovely thing of technology. That's a good point. We then have the AW International Championship match, which this is one of the big stories coming out tonight. John Moxley was uh, defending against Ray Phoenix, and they were showing beforehand. Um, well, before we get to that, I should say MJF and Adam Cole arrive at the building, and MJF's cutting a promo on Samoa Joe, but he looks to do their better than you, baby catchphrase. And Adam Cole's phone rings. It's Roderick Strong. He tells him to calm down. You're not dying. And then MJF is questioning if Cole has his back tonight or not. So that's the type of layers I like of the story right there. Right there. Yeah, good little segment. Yeah. Uh, but yes, uh, Moxley, Moxley and Phoenix, and they're explaining why Phoenix won this match a month ago. Before all in, he, they put Phoenix out of action. Um, they brawl immediately before the bell rings. Phoenix runs and leaps off the ramp, uh, wiping out the champ, which was a great camera shot, all in one shot too. Kevin Dunn uh, over there in Stanford, Connecticut, needs to take some lessons of that. Don't have to camera cut five million times. Um, in, in, I think he got his bell rung there. I think he might have Mox's head. I have, um, but this was a good match. I could watch Ray Phoenix wrestle all day, every day. I enjoy his style. Moxley's always Moxley brings in no matter what style he's against. Um, back and forth, back and forth. But towards the end, we see a Phoenix fighting Moxley down from the top turnbuckle. He followed up with a dive and then a pile driver of his own. Yet Rick Knox didn't count the three. Which every he just stopped this count with had everybody confused. Commentary saying that Moxley's shoulder might have twitched or something. Uh, Moxley didn't kick out. He and then the Phoenix hit another uh, pile driver, and this time it was one, two, three. And shockingly, Ray Phoenix is the new 
AW International Champion. So, so I thought it was the initial uh, start of the match where where Mox got his bell ring. He might have, he might have, might have got it. But I just was looking, and and Sean Ross, uh, Sean Ross Sap, a fightful, uh, just tweeted out a little bit ago a slow motion of the first. Oh, he landed on his head big time. I mean, yeah, that was a like you see his neck compress. Yeah, I think there was an audible called. So I don't think that was supposed to be the finish. Uh, and as Mox didn't kick out because he was in La La Land, um, they they called an audible. I don't know if it was Knox that called the audible on there or, or what, but. Yeah, hope, hope Mox is okay. I mean, if, if it is an injury, he deserves a vacation for a little while. The guy is the workhorse of AEW, but this is the workhorse's title. I get that, but. Keep him off TV for a little bit. Then when he comes back, you can have him win it back. Um, and and Ray Phoenix is the first international champion of this title. Now, now Pac had it when it was the All-Atlantic. But since it's been rebranded international, Phoenix is the first international champion. And there was a fan that had posted a video of Mox from behind the uh, announce desk when the camera went to Joe and his promo and the lights went out, you saw Renee come out of the back of the side. Now they did not let Renee in the ring. Um, as medical staff attended to Mox, and then he got up, bounced out of the ring and, and, and walked through the crowd like he wanted to. So I, hopefully there's nothing serious with the neck and maybe, and maybe the best case scenario is he got a concussion and right. He, he takes a week or two off, so. Right, right. So, yeah, yeah, Thought, thoughts with Mox. Hopefully it's not too severe, but I knew there's something up when you see Doc Sampson come right in the ring and the camera didn't pan down to Mox or anything. When when that happens, you know something's going on. I thought maybe he blew out his shoulder, like at first, just the way they mentioned his shoulder twitching, and but I think that was commentary just putting a spin on it to try to keep it going. We then got the AEW Women's World Championship match between uh, Soraya and who was accompanied by Ruby Soho versus Tony Storm. I like Tony's new entrance tonight. I thought that was cool. The black and white and the, uh, I don't know, kind of, even though it wasn't black and white, it kind of took me back to when Goldust in the 90s and 2000s would come out with the Shattered Dreams productions and kind of the slow motion. It's kind of what it reminded me of. Um, yeah, and, and I didn't realize Soraya had only had six Singles matches so far in AEW in a year. I knew it was not many, but I thought it was more than six. Yeah, that seems about right, though. And Majin's saying he's he's hearing a concussion, but that's all he's heard out there in social media land. Um, a concussion, I think, would be a win. Yeah, no, I I mean concussions are very serious. We're not downplaying them, but um, but yeah. He said, Mods said, Tony had a new entrance, huh? Sorry, I'm still at the kiss spot. <laughs> um, uh, What'd you think of this match? Yeah. In the end, Soraya's Sur- uh, was successful in defending, but with the help of Ruby Soho. Ruby, I thought the last two minutes of the match were the were the best part of the match. Mm-hmm. Had the most excitement. Um and 
I think Soraya could be really good, but I think there's some ring rust there. She, I think she needs to get back to working every week. Um, she needs to get on the, you know, maybe the Britt Baker schedule. Um, but, you know, to see her once a month, once every other month, I mean, I think it hurts her more than anybody. Um, I think Tony Tony could be one of the best uh, women professional wrestlers in AEW, mm-hmm. if if not the top. She is so athletic and so smooth. Um, she carried Sarai in this match, in my opinion. She carried. Like, Ma- like Majin said, there was all this match that could allow Tony to go even crazier too. And yeah, I think she's finally found a gimmick that she can really lean into, and the crowd seems to like it. So. Yeah, I expect big things for her coming up in into twenty twenty four. I do like the. Uh, I think Soraya needs the annoying sidekick in Ruby. Yep. Yep. I, think that, I think that plays really, really well. Um, I just, I just need. She needs some more reps. She really does. She took so much time off. Um, she's come back and wrestled a few matches. She, she just needs more reps. But I think she can. She gets the reps. I think. I think she can be just fine. I was a little disappointed. I thought we might get a surprise of Mercedes Monet after this match. I really did. I did too. And, and they, we they didn't had get a it. Camera angle of her back walking up the ramp, and I'm like, "Ooh, it's mm-hmm. time." But mm-hmm. they, they might be saving that for assuming she's cleared. They might be saving that for a uh, Wrestle Dream, since there's gonna be some New Japan um, influence in that too. So. We'll see. We'll see. I I expected some sort of surprise tonight, and we didn't get it. So uh, we got some type of surprise, I guess, with with the uh, with the title change there. But. Yeah, both title changes, yes, but not as far as a a new talent debuting. I guess I I ran a poll earlier from our our Twitter page. If you're not following it, following us, please do so at Kicking Out Pod on Twitter and Instagram and on Facebook as well. Um, I said, who's more likely to show up tonight, Mercedes Monet or Adam Copeland, a.k.a. Edge? And Mercedes was winning last time I checked the poll. So, but neither, neither showed up. One of them showed up. Neither showed up. So, so let me we, ask you brought it up. Yep. Yes. Let's quit talking about the stupid the show tonight, right? <laughs> Rabbit hole. Rabbit hole. Um, the, he can't, Adam Copeland is such a normal name. I know. It doesn't carry any weight. But he can't use Edge. But he can't use Edge. So, I mean, Christian Cage went to, Christian went to uh, TNA. Yes, and he became Christian Cage. And he became Christian Cage. So he had, the Christian name carried over, right? Mm -hmm. But you can't call him Edge Copeland. Yeah, like Majin said, Sexton Hardcastle. That's what he was before he got to the WWF. <laughs> I don't know how that goes in 2023. That just, that but just doesn't roll off the tongue right. I mean, that no. looks like that sounds like Val Venus's cousin. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> I mean. Who, 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 think of that. How did they never have Val Venus win the hardcore championship? That's a good point. It was right there. But, uh, yeah, I, I do think. 
Adam Copeland, Edge, whatever you want to call him for the sake of this conversation, I do think he will show up in AEW within the next month. That's a prediction of mine. I just don't know what he's going to be going as. Well, he's from uh, Ontario, right? I know he's from Canada. <laughs> I don't know. Majin can help us there. All right. He, I mean, wouldn't be a small plane ride over there to uh, – nope. To the West Coast, so right. Maybe he shows right. up at Wrestle Dream, and, and you know what? I tell you what, I would love this. This would be great. Not that I don't want to see him in AEW, but I'd love for him to show up at Wrestle Dream to 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 confront a Zack Saber Jr. to confront a Will Osprey to confront somebody from New Japan that Toronto, that's Ontario, right? Toronto, Ontario, right? I don't know my provinces. In- <laughs> I know Windsor. Windsor had a bunch of strip clubs when I was 18, 19. Years. <laughs> uh, but, like, could, could you imagine his first big opponent was a New Japan guy, like a Tanahashi, uh, an Osprey, something like that, like a typical dream match, something we six months ago we'd never think we'd see. I think that would carry more weight than coming in going after Christian Cage or Luchasaurus or or teaming up with them or whatever. Which I think they'll eventually he'll eventually do a program with them because that's probably what he ultimately wants to do. But you can get some other dream matches out, out of the way. So, Modern said it, it's the biggest city in Ontario. Smelliest too. Hey, I was right, Toronto, Ontario. <laughs> I know my I know my Canadian because I'm a hockey guy. Leafs, Maple Leafs, Raptors, Blue Jays. Marty McSwirly. <laughs> he dominated the Maple Leafs. Domination. Oh boy. oh, boy. Here we go. You know, we went a few weeks without any Marty talk, so <laughs> it was about time he comes he comes back up. Um, one more thing I want to hit on before we get into the main events. We were just talking about the women's division, and last week what I brought up doesn't even matter anymore. Jade Cargill. Last week on this podcast, we were talking about how it's time to push her in the main event scene. Well, she has taken her ball and ran over to the WWE. Not official yet, but she's off the roster page and all signs point to her going to the WWE, which I don't know. It's pretty crazy because she was just sourced in an article not too long ago. I think it was like two weeks ago saying no no other place she'd rather be. Loves working for Tony Kong and. Uh, contract up and uh, maybe she thinks the WWE is the way she can get into the entertainment aspect of the world quicker. I don't know. I, I don't know. It's, I mean, I, I think she is money. I, I do think she's very green, but I think she is money. So she could benefit from a little run in NXT. I've been reading though. They're going to main center straight up. Well, the money they paid her, they should. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, yeah, I hate to see her go because I think she could be an awesome talent. But she had some matches that I think we were, or I was at least, pretty uh, negative about. Well, I think over half of her undefeated streak was recorded matches, usually like on Rampage. So she's still pretty green when it comes to live matches. Yeah. So, I mean, I know she had that. Was her debut match the one with Shaq? Yep, her and Shaq against uh, Red Velvet and Cody, which oh, yeah. we never did find out 
where Shaq went Shaq. after after the ambulance. Shaq's gone. He was gone. That was so weird. That was so weird. He gone. That was part of the Cody verse. That, but I don't know. Yeah. So I tell you what, if if she if she got her stuff together, um, her and Charlotte, I think. Mm. A banger of a match. Just from a physical standpoint. Holy yeah. crap. Yeah. And her and Bianca printing money. Yeah. So, yeah, well, yeah, you got some possibilities there. Shaq went to the sh- Shadow Realm. <laughs> I don't know what that means. It's uh, Marvel stuff. Okay. I don't know what that means. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was, I was surprised. I mean, Jaden now is the second talent behind Cody. To jump from AEW to the WWE today, um, Sean Ross Sapp on him and Jimmy Van show was asked by somebody if he had to name five guys he could see show up in the, in the WWE from outside promotions um, before WrestleMania 40. Who would it be? Um, and he listed uh, Cardona. He listed QT Marshall. He listed CM Punk, and then he listed. Uh, uh, Billy Kay and uh, Sean Spears. No, the hit her tag team partner. Um, no, yeah, yeah. Uh, the they were the iconics in their first iconics, round of WWE. Yeah. I can't remember their name, but one of them, one of them just had a baby, right? Y- yes, or she is about to, yeah. Well, no, Sean, or, Spears, or, slash- Sean Spears' wife did the other one is pregnant, okay, right now, so um. Don't they know? Yeah. What, don't them girls know what causes that? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> good for them. Uh, I'll just award those up there too for me. He's one to watch out for. I'd say Ricky Starks is one to watch out for. Um, I know QT's contract runs up in December. I believe they did a short extension till the end of the year. But yeah, he he's so close with Cody. I think I could see him jumping. You talk QT or Ricky. QT, but also Ricky too. But QT's contract's up in December. Oh, so. QT and, and and Cody have the school together, correct? Yep, yep. The Nightmare Factory. Yep. So, and he's just starting to come into his own now, though, with the AAA. Dude, he, um, him and him and AAA. What I've seen, he is so entertaining. Well, AW is trying to sprinkle some of it in, but they haven't had him on TV lately. So, and and they they got to get him out of that uh, TMZ esque. Yep. Yep. Segment. Yep. Like just make him the super heel like he is down in Mexico. Yeah, they uh they ruined Hobbs. Hobbs' little hot run he had with that. Well they ruined Hobbs and I, to me that they, they buried Warload, so Yeah, I mean AW's not kind to big guys, it seems like. Um No so. but Vincent Kennedy McMahon loves them guys. He does. He does. He lo- your uncle loves them. Oh boy. Oh boy. Uh, did you? I had. Did you? Had you listen to any angles of Angles podcast with Rogan? Um, I listened to his. Uh, um, uh, Two hundred and seventy Viking in a month, which is insane. I'm, I'm so glad doctors. Kurt. I'm so glad Kurt Angles alive right now. Well, uh, twelve doctors for twelve months of Viking, but. Um, but that's all I've listened to. Well, I got to bring up the quote because he, he had a good quote from Vince, and I don't want to misquote it because it was classic Vince McMahon. Uh, let me That's see. good shit. Yeah. Uh, let me see here. Uh, let's see if I can find it. 
Um, of course. Now, here it is. <laughs> he, he, he said Vince McMahon told Kurt, Kurt Angle that he plans to live until he's 120. Oh, I saw that. He said, when I came back to WWE, Vince said, I'm going to have this company for a lot longer than you think, Mr. Angle. I'm 73 right now. My mom lived to be 101. I'm planning on living till I'm 120. I'm never letting the company go. I'm always going to be working here. They're going to have to pull it from my cold, my cold, and then he said, pry it from my cold dead hands. Yeah. <laughs> the the uh, only thing that uh, they're going to have to pry from his cold dead hands is the money that Shane and Stephanie's going to inherit. Yeah, yeah. Majin, I've I've spoken on that many times. Podcast. Lance Archer. They they use him for like a hot minute, make him a monster, and then they have him lose, and then he's off TV for like a year. I tell you what, I've watched some New Japan. And oh, he's like, awesome over there, dude, and he's over there. Yeah, I love him over there. Yep, just another example. So, um, one WWE talent contract to keep an eye on. Sean Ross uh, reported today that Sheamus's contract is up in early 2024, and Sheamus is the age of 46. So WWE's got a decision to make there. They do one more run with them, or do they let them do? Well, ultimately, it's going to be whatever Sheamus wants to do. But because I think McIntyre's contract's up around that time, too. Well, they they added some time to McIntyre because of his injury. Yeah. Um, the I I don't think Drew would leave. I I don't either. Now Sheamus at forty six with the new regime, I can see them saying. Nah, we'd rather bring somebody up right. to NXT that would right. probably pay 80% less than you. Uh, you maybe have one or two years left in you. And honestly, I kind of think that's what happened to Edge. And Edge is a great story. Don't get me wrong, Legend, one of the best to do it. But I think three years ago, you know, Tony Khan offered him a contract first. And then he went to Vince. And Vince was like, oh, we no, you're not going anywhere. We're going to make it. Now, three years later... Four years later, I think he's not as valuable to WWE right now as he was. And and he probably doesn't talk to Vince right now. He, you know, Vince made a comment in a uh, uh, talent meeting that he's got a boss. Mm-hmm. So maybe, maybe Vince doesn't, maybe he has a say so, but maybe he doesn't have the actual power to sign a new contract. Yeah. Yeah, so we will see. We will see. That's going to be an interesting one. There's going to be a lot of loyalty uh, since Endeavor's in charge now and not mm-hmm. man family. There could be a lot of loyalty out the window. Yeah, definitely good. It's going to be an interesting is, situation. Which is only good for the independents and AEW. Yep. So. yep, yep. And then uh, good back to Dynamite. We'll close out the Dynamite talk before we get uh, talking about some other stuff. The uh, AW World Championship match, the main event, MJF defending against Samoa Joe. Loved what they did with MJF before the match. We're throwing it back to the Bret Hart-like little vignette with the kid. <laughs> MJF whispers to the kid. The kid looks up, I'm adopted? <laughs> but she did not look anything like his dad. No, he didn't. He so did. and. MJF wearing a uh, jacket that had all sorts of New York teams on it, including the Buffalo Bills. I thought that was pretty cool, which Taz and Shivani and Excalibur were having a good time uh, talking about that. And um, they, had, uh, they had that last place Yankees on there. 
Yeah, I thought you were going to talk about right. the Mets, but yeah, last place in the East. We're not. We're not going to. That could be a whole another rabbit hole in podcast. We could go down. Um, I don't feel like doing that. Um, all my teams I mean, are struggling I right think now. The Yankees got a bigger payroll than AEW right now. <laughs> they need to tear. They need to tear down and rebuild, but they won't do it because they're stubborn. That's what they need to do. They need to suck okay. for a couple of years, but they won't do it. Okay. Uh, but Samoa Joe uh, dominated their, this match early on, um, taking it to MGF's neck. Um, MGF had some cool gear on tonight uh, in tribute to Mike Piazza. A lot of 31 gear with the pinstripes. That was pretty neat. Even come from a Yankee fan, I thought that was neat. Um, yeah, how about that spot where Joe pulls up the padding by the uh, by the uh, not the announcer's booth, but the table they don't use since they were up third of stage and exposed wood and a little pile driver there. I like that spot. I liked it. I thought the 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 more oh, the, protective spot was the ring apron. Oh, that was, yeah, that was more unprotective. That was nasty. I mean, he landed on his shoulder slash spine, um, and he beat the living shit out of MJF. He sure did. And it reminded me of a match – Remind me of Punk versus Warlord. Yeah, you know, when Warlord just kicked the crap out of him, but Punk Punk figured a way out to win. Yep, yep. You know, outsmarted him type deal, and I yeah. felt that's what we got tonight, mm-hmm. and it worked because it did not hurt Joe at one bit. Yeah, made Joe look like a killer. Oh, he was great tonight. He's a great heel. And yeah, MGF used a little little advantage to win. To choke him out, so crowd loved it though. Crowd loved it when he was trying to use the ring, even though uh, Paul Turner said no, not nah, nah, nope, not today. And then so the- Joe, Joe hits the muscle buster, and then M- MGF kicks out. Um, Cole comes down when 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 MGF's in the sleeper hold, gets MGF fired up. So MJF bites the fingers of Joe, locks him in a rear choke of his own. Joe charges MJF into the corner. That's when Cole distracts him. MJF grabs the uh, some form of rope of the neck lace and chokes him out. And uh, so still your champion, MJF. And after the match, Joe shoved Cole. MJF gets in front of Cole, which I love because, you know, he's starting to really love Adam Cole as much as he loves his title. And then uh, Joe and MJF shake hands, who, which Joe... Or MJF accepts his handshake. Did you notice we were talking about injury spots? I think Paul Turner uh, hurt his knee. Like, actually hurt his knee tonight. Yeah. I, he took the bump. And then the camera looked back, and all of a sudden he had medical personnel right. Yeah. On. And when he got in the ring, he couldn't put much weight on it. He was trying. So, yeah, that, that was a little bit, but. I still go back to I legit think Cole hurt himself. Yeah, I think he did too. I think he did too. So which, a lot of injury which, spots tonight. Which you know uh, puts him. They so the winner of the four way on Rampage. Do they get a collision or do they get it next week on Dynamite? Wrestle Dream. They get a Wrestle Dream. So you could technically keep him off TV for two and a half. Yep. Weeks. Which a Wrestle Dream are they going to go? MGF with two matches again, or is it going to be no ROH tag matches? His match for the night. Um, I feel like you almost have to go like that because if not, you have to build a championship match in the next two weeks. Which they, I mean, they've done that before, but they've they've done it before. But you know, this was a title eliminator 
run, which took what three weeks. Mm-hmm. So let him go, or or you bring back, or you bring in Adam Copeland and challenge him right away, which would piss people off. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Who? Who do you think eventually? Because I, I think MJF will go into 2024 as champion. Who do you think will be the one to dethrone him eventually? Um, do you think it's Cole? Do you think it's part of the story, or do you think it's... It's either going to be Cole, or Sammy Guevara. Sammy, wow. And the reason I say that is they're going to build him as a monster heel now. They're building MJF as a monster face. And I think Tony wants to prove a point with Sammy. I would think, and this is not knocking him, because I think the guy's a hell of a performer. Throw Rey Mysterio out of the picture. You name a smaller world champion if they put the belt on Sammy in the past. Danielson. I think he's smaller, smaller than him. Isn't he? Do you think so? Ah, Danielson's a little more, more cut than Sammy is. You know, maybe they're the same height, but you know, I know uh, Ray got the run in, in WWE there for a while. Um, In fact, one of the house shows I saw was Ray versus, uh, Mark Henry at the time, and I always thought that was – I thought it was cool, but it also made me realize I hate the small versus bigs like that. That's where it started for you. Yeah, that's where it started. It really did. But, I was at the event where Ray lost it to King Booker because Chavo hit him with a chair. So, but, um, yeah, I don't know. Sammy is so, taller than Ray. He is taller than Ray. And, and Majin breeds up. Ray is an exception. Damn it. <laughs> Majin breeds up a good point about the main event. A lot of great fa- uh, facial expressions in this match, too. Yeah, Joe had some good ones. Oh, like when MGF, when, G- when MGF kicked out the muscle buster, he couldn't believe it with his white eyes. Yeah, no. Joe with that big old schnoz smushed up. <laughs> now, I noticed I, you know, the last year or two, Joe's put on some weight. He is. But they did announce him tonight as 310 pounds. I mean, he still is, moves around really well. He does, but, I mean. His, Not like he used to vintage TNA, but he still gets around pretty yeah, I mean, when they looked at some of them, like you said, some of them facials, his cheeks are pushing up in that schnoz. His schnoz is putting us up into his eyes. and Can't yep. see very well. Yep. I'm saying. <laughs> I would like to see Kenny Omega take it off of MJF. Give Kenny one more big run, but I don't know. I don't think... Or somebody like Swerve Strickland. I'm big on Swerve. I think he's got potential all over him. Don't like Swerve at all. Okay, fair enough. Don't like Swerve at all. Don't like his character. Don't like his mic work. I think he's great. I I don't don't like it. I don't like it. Don't like it. Don't like it. Is he entering work? Is he athletic? Can he do the moves? Yes. But I cringe every time he tries to cut <laughs> promo and tries to talk. See, Majin's on the same page as me. He said Dark Horse is Swerve, and then he told me to get out of his head. Yeah, well, you and you and Majin can 
go up there and drink Molson Extra Dry all I care. Because <laughs> I don't like Swerve. All right, fair enough. But like, no, there's there's probably only list about five guys that realistically probably candidates take it off of them. The way AEW's built their guys right now. So. Yeah. So Chris Hero, there's the dark horse. Ricky Starks, if he if he stays around, he might be one. He was doing really, really good too. Then I don't like his latest run as all. Well. Majin says he swerves when he drives too. Come on, Shep. Give us a print. Even Eric Bischoff did the Prince Nana dance the other day. Dude, Prince Nana's showing his age after we saw the <laughs> the clip of him and uh, Claudio together today. Yeah, he was, wasn't he? Yeah, I forget. It shows Prince Nana's a little older dude, even though he obviously he likes to party. But He is. We don't always always be on the Jersey Shore the way he dances. With. <laughs> I, don't I don't know. Is that how you dance on the Jersey Shore? I've never been. So, yeah. All right. So, uh, rating for tonight's show, man. I had a, I had a, I had a all time record rating tonight until a couple things happened. I saw that, Majin. I, I didn't see it. I've got to go find it. I already saw it on Twitter. It's oh, boy. Hilarious. It's hilarious. Um, uh, is it wrong? <laughs> Um, there's a couple things that brought me back down. I still have a high rating for me. I'm coming in tonight at an 8.2. Oh, that is high for Shep. Yeah, that is high. I was, I was tickling nines until some stuff happened. So I was right there, but I didn't come down as far as you eight, eight for me tonight. So one of my higher ones, I think I've been to nines once or twice before, but I really enjoyed tonight's show. If Paul was here, he would have been like nine seven. Oh yeah, he would. Have. He would have been giddy as all get out. <laughs> he would have six point nine just for the kiss. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here we are, oh, both. Hey, hey Majin, you forgot the point in there. Yeah. By the way, big dog. Oh, I don't think there's any forgetting. I think I was on purpose. <laughs> Sixty nine out of ten. That's a really, really high score. Okay. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, here, I right? think Friday's two hour rampage will be good too. Well, we had what four four matches going in. Yep. So here we and, and and I didn't. So here was our confident points. Um, I had Moxley for seven, which I missed. You had Moxley for <coughs> nine. nine. That was your yeah. ouch. Yeah. Paul had Moxley for six. Paul had Soraya for seven. I had Soraya for two. You had Soraya for five. You had Guevara for two. I had Jericho for one. Paul had Guevara for four. Paul had Eddie for eight. I had Eddie for six. You had Eddie for four. You had MJF for eight. I had MJF for eight. Paul had MJF for nine. So Paul's got the lead right now, but he did miss Guevara for four, where I got Jericho right for one. Uh, Friday night, Paul's got the acclaim for one. I have the acclaim for nine. You have the acclaim for seven. You have the elite for three. I have the mogul embassy for five. Paul has the mogul embassy for three. Paul has Darby Allen and Sting for two. I have Darby and Sting for three. You have Christian Cage and Luchasaurus for one. Then you have Hook, Orange Cassidy, and Statlander for six. I have them for three, and Paul's got them for five. So I got a chance. You're you got a chance. a chance. You need Christian and Luchasaurus to and the pull it off. And the Elite. Yeah, you get both those. Yeah, you are. Those. Champ. Yep. 
The elite yep. happens. The elite happens. Yep. They're EVPs. So Abaj is asking if the title could change hands tonight. Nope. We got to wait till Friday night to see. So we do because I'm guessing Tanner's got the lead right now, right? I, I think Paul's got the total points, but I'm in better shape if that makes sense. Because the ones I missed, Paul also missed, and I got Jericho right, and he didn't. So I yeah. think I'm sitting sitting good right now. Well, but we'll see. If the elite doesn't win, I'm gonna go manage a target. The, the elite always screws one of us. Have you noticed that every time? Yeah. Well, you but know. I don't know. Do you, I mean, you think they'd have them in ROH? Absolutely. There are. All ROH originals. They are, but your trios would be the elite, and then your tag team champions, Cole and MJF. I mean, they're really trying to boost ROH big time. I'm okay with it. Yeah. I honestly, I've never been a Brian Cage fan. You guys have known that, right? And then the Samoan tag team guys he's got, I couldn't even name them. Well, I think I think they win to advance the Swerve Hangman storyline going into Wrestle Dream. That's the reason I picked them. Oh. We have contract signing between those two next week. Yeah. I think so. it'd be it'd, it'd be better that Hangman threw that trios championship in Swerve's face at the contract. Good. <laughs> Good. Good. That and, like I said, Brian Cage and those two some guys don't do shit for me. So Yeah. Yeah. I like King Cage's in-ring work. I don't like him on the mic whatsoever. Um, not that he's on the mic very often, for a reason. Um, wrestler of the night for you. Eddie Kingston. Yeah, that's that's a good one. I mean, I'm not going to agree just because I have to pick somebody different, but that's a good one. Um, you know, I'm going to go Ray Phoenix. You know, even if he wasn't supposed to be champ, good for him for winning his first singles title in AEW. I'm all for splitting him and Pinta up for a little bit because they both can go as single competitors. Split them up for a little bit. You can always bring them back together. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I don't think. Tony Storm? uh, You know, obviously they don't do it on purpose, but I, I I don't know if he protected Moxley enough. So I hope it was a freak accident. Again, I. Obviously, he's not going to do it intentionally. Right. You know that. But, you know, I think Ray Phoenix is maybe the most most athletic guy in AEW right now. It usually when injuries happen in his matches, it's to himself. Yeah. So. Yeah. I thought there was, you know, between the Mox deal, um, you, you had the referee, you had Adam Cole. Cole, I'm like, oh, this this show was, you know, afterwards it was like, what the hell just happened? Yeah, I bet Tony was having a nervous breakdown backstage. Tony might have went and got his 47th coffee of the day. He might have. He might have. And he gets his coffee from Columbia. Columbia coffee. Yeah, it's. Yeah, it's makes you hyper. It makes you hyper. It's kind of white. Makes you hyper. <laughs> That's, that's he puts a lot of sugar in his coffee. Oh, is that called sugar? Yeah, yeah. But aren't you supposed to put it in your coffee, not your nose? I mean, sorry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just joking, everybody. Don't yeah, we, we like that fun. We like that fun here. Don't, don't cancel us, please. Shit about it. Don't I'm cancel just us. Messing around. You can cancel Shep. I don't care. <laughs> Majin says, as, 
as much as he loves Hanger and AEW since he's got back with the Elite, all the development he went through seems to be gone out the window. He seems to be the Elite bitch again. Wow. That's pretty harsh. But Well, and his old running mates, the Dark Order, they're heels now. That is that is true. That is true. And uh, he lost a lot of money because of Applebee's and Chili's. Yep, and they, they're millionaires. And chilies, right? They, and they, yeah, and Dark Order's millionaires now. They're gazillionaires. Made uh, good old Matt Jackson drink something he didn't want to drink Monday. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, go! Uh, I remember. I remember one of the uh, original BTS. This is back in their New Japan days, and uh, they were talking about it. And one of the Jackson brothers, I can't remember because I, I don't do alcohol. They're like, what? Well, yeah, everybody does drugs. I don't. I don't do alcohol. They're like, <laughs> you drink it. They're like, well, I don't. I don't do alcohol. It was funny. They yeah. made a skit because I think I think Cody was actually there, and Cody was having a beer. This is like it, back in Japan. Didn't they always go to TGF Fridays? Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. That's like the only place they'd go. Yeah. So so Cody had a beer. And they were talking about it, and, and one of the Jacksons. I, I think it was Matt. Yeah, I don't do alcohol. Yeah. It's really like I don't do alcohol. It's great. Man, I, I still enjoy watching BT, but it would not get better than those days, like when they were ROH and, and New Japan. Yeah. That was classic stuff. Classic stuff. Anything else AW related you want to hit on tonight? Uh, no, no. I think uh, I think we got something else to talk about, probably. Uh, Majin, I, st- I wish they still had Cody those skits when he was possessed and that were hilarious. Yeah, the exorcism of Cody Rhodes, that stuff was so good. And then what, so. what was the skits they did on the first Jericho cruise on that boat was pretty good too. Yes. Um. Yeah, they were. I oh, I had to go back and look at those. But yeah, yeah, they were. But yeah, I do have something else I want to uh, talk about tonight. So, what do you guys want to talk about? Cody Rose, we want to talk about you and what your future is going to hold. If if there is a story for you to finish at WrestleMania 40 or if Mr. Dwayne The Rock Johnson's going to take your spot. So, I'll, I'll go first. And I sent you and Paul the rant. The rant heard around. Oh, the Greca. Serious XM radio. The more I listened to, I sent it to you guys. Obviously, I listened to it. I sent it to you guys. And then I listened to it like two or three more times. And I am a hundred and fifty percent in agreement with LaGreca. There's a possibility that Rock just shit on the business mm-hmm. for his own good. Mm-hmm. He loves the pop. Now, I'll give him. I'll give him a titch of forgiveness here, because there's a good possibility he has not followed the storylines over the past twelve months. He, but he says he watches the product. So he's busy. Now he hasn't been busy of late because the the screenwriters are on strike, right? But what he did with Pat McAfee, and I'm a huge fan of Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee is going to do whatever The Rock wants to do, and 
and whatever is yeah. going to get the biggest pop. Okay. But what, what he did on Pat McAfee's show and then shows up six hours, seven hours later on SmackDown could, could really shit on this 18-month story that they're building of Cody. Yo, it definitely could. I mean, it's, you know, I thought it was last year was now or never. With being in Hollywood, 39, Rock Roman, I thought last year was now or never. But now we have this writer's strike, and that's why The Rock's got more free time. He doesn't have as much free time as Cena because he's involved in more stuff. Cena's got a lot of free time. That's why he's back, too, which it was cool to see those two backstage um, face-to-face and welcome each other back. But anyways, I digress. Um, And this is coming from a guy... I'm a big Rock fan. The Rock got me back into pro wrestling in 2011. I hadn't watched in a while, saw that he had came back, and he got me right back in it. Um, but I don't want to see him crap on Cody's story. Too much hard work's been into this, and I hate that he can just, just because who he is and the, and the credibility he's, he's, he's um, built up over the years, he can just jump right in it and maybe steal the main event of WrestleMania. Um, now, now, one one of Rock's all-time biggest WrestleMania, which was Rock versus Stone Cold. Wasn't that in Philly? Yes, WrestleMania 15. Yeah. Yep. I don't know if that has anything to do with it being back in Philly. Um, I remember reading about that and because uh, uh, they, they made Jim Ross come back and announce that after his, yep. his Bell's Palsy. Mm-hmm. Nervous. And I remember reading that in that book of his. Um, mm-hmm. So... I mean, I don't know if that has anything to do with it being in Philly because that was one of his greatest WrestleMania moments. I'm guessing WrestleMania is going to be a two-night show, right? It will. I think I think it's a two-night show. for And they could still do it to where – I don't know if The Rock would get on board with this, though. They could do it where night one's Rock and Roman. Roman beats him, then night two's Roman and Cody. If, if Roman wants to go both nights, they could do that. But would the rock be willing to not be the night two main event is my question. I would like to think yes, for the I sake would, of the I business, would, but I don't I know. Would, so he, so the only way this might work night one, Roman Cody, right? Yep. The Roman Cody night one, Roman Cody night one. Hear me out. Okay. The bloodline uh, tries to help Roman, but doesn't get the job done. Embarrasses the family. Cody Cody wins, gets the belt, rolls out of the ring. Now it doesn't give Cody the 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 finish, the walk, you know the the accolades. He rolls out of the ring. He's the new champion. Crowd's going nuts. The bloodline's a mess. All of a sudden, the rock music hits. He comes down to the ring. He confronts Roman. You've disgraced the family. I'll see you tomorrow night. Because that that match to me, it doesn't need the title. That's what gets me yeah. pissed off about WrestleMania 39. I still think they should have gave Cody the title there. They There's nothing in the bloodline story they've done from WrestleMania now they couldn't have done with without the title on Roman. So so with with what I just said, 
the only negative thing about it is you don't give Cody the proper send off. Right, right. You want to you want to right. end the show with Cody crying yep. with the streamers, the fireworks, the fans going nuts, his family coming out. Yep. You want to give him that yep. accolade, but the way they're leading up to it, Cody wins night one. The bloodline's a mess. Then you have, like I said, you have Rock come down, confront. You've been a disgrace to this family. I'll see you tomorrow night type stuff. That could work as well. And then maybe you lead off night two with a championship celebration. Yep. That, that's one way to do it. Um, Jimmy Vandaday on the, his show with SRS on Fightful, he said if he had to do it, he would have Cody and Roman wrestle both nights, both of them, not, not against each other, but both nights. He would have night one start off with Cody versus John Cena. And Cody win, and night one end with Roman beating Rock. And then night two you have Cody and Roman. How about this? How about... How about uh, night one, you have Cody beat Cena. You have a Roman versus Rock match, okay, night one. It gets all messy with the bloodline. You don't have a a definitive definitive winner. So you have a three-way the next night, Rock, Roman, Cody. You have Cody go over both of them. That'd be big, yeah. If you're gonna if if you're gonna top next year, or I'm sorry, next year, last year, with Cody not going over, how do you not make him go over Roman and The Rock in the same night? Majin's got a good point here, but they did it apparently to give Cody something to work with for. And what's that? You've taken the rug out from under him. Yeah, he had a good good uh, trilogy with the Brock Lesnar, but I'm over this Judgment Day stuff they keep doing. I mean, if I see one more. Judgment Day, Cody and KO and Sammy stuff. It's just the same thing over and over again. It's lazy booking. They're, I mean, I know they are getting Jey Uso involved now. It's, it's, it's lazy booking, but they're biding their time until <laughs> Royal Rumble. <laughs> yeah. I think I think he would, actually. I would hope so, but. If he realizes after last Friday, the pop he got when Mac oh that was that was incredible. Out, okay, probably one of the top three pops in all of professional wrestling since eighteen eighty nine. And and also, what's that tell you about Austin Theory? I mean, he's been in the ring with Stone Cold, The Rock, and Cena in the past two years. Well, company thinks a lot of them. Yeah. And if you remember, and I can't remember, what documentary was that? The one they followed, Evolve. Oh, it was on, what channel was that on? It was on the network, wasn't it? No, no, it was on, it was on Vice. It was, okay. be, it was before, it was a guy. Before that, Dark Side? You know, it was a guy that documented independent wrestling like he did Evolve. Then he went down and did Luchadors in Mexico. Um, he did, uh, yeah, anyways, it was, it was on, but that was back when Austin theory was 18, 19 years old. Um, 
and they they were talking about hey he's the future. That was back when Darby and Ethan Page had a good feud. Had a good feud, and Ethan Page hit him with the shovel, shovel, slip, slit his arm, and he had to go to the ER. And he's like, I'm not taking an ambulance. I don't have the money for that. Um, it was, I can't remember what that docu series was, but anyways, I remember them talking about or Gabe Gabe uh, Spolsky was talking about Austin Theory then uh, that he's literally the future. I have a comment here on YouTube. Poor Cody. The Rock took a spot and no one cares. Now there's talk Cody wants to leave WWE. I have not seen any of that. I haven't, I haven't seen that either. I would think. Theory's the future of WWE, the next guy to get that belt. It's probably either him or the guy Majin says, got to take a back seat to LA Knight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, LA Knight's <laughs> really good right now. So He is hot right now. Or, or Gunther's another one right there. They get thrown in the mix. Hey, here's the difference with Gunther, though, okay? Gunther is good in the ring, but he's not the total package. Right. Okay? LA Knight's a total package. He's great in the ring, and he's entertaining as hell in the mic. He's the full meal deal, you know? Gunther, yeah, whatever. I'm not. A, I'm not a big fan of that dude. Yes, what a dynamite indeed, Mundo. Who was your wrestler of the night? Yeah, LA Knight is hot right now. They need to pull a trigger with them. Which which that's what makes me nervous about uh, for the Rock thing at 40 is if they really think this is their one chance to do it, they're going to do it, I think. He's going with Ray Phoenix. Or no, nope, excuse me, he's going with MGF. He was saying Ray Phoenix beat the shit out of Rock. Excuse me. Yes, true on both accounts there. There you go. True on both of the, both accounts there. So, but no, a lot of good stuff going on in the world of wrestling. Um, you were saying WWE has to build a Royal Rumble. They got Survivor Series coming up, and CM Punk was doing some UFC commentary work, and he said he's free uh, only for the next two months. You think he was being truthful, or did you think he was trolling? Which he's uh, pretty um, notorious to do so. I- I would trust CM Punk about as far as I could throw him. <laughs> right, right. Um, it is in Chicago. I mean, there. I mean, it is in Chicago, and he would. I forget what. Uh, it wasn't UFC. It was some feeder system to UFC. Right, but they. Yeah, it's. But, I mean, a couple months puts him in November. <sighs> I think he's trolling, but... I really do. I would think the internal WWE, true WWE guys, before uh, Endeavor took over, would say, hell no. Okay? I don't want to deal with that dude. Obviously, he is... His head doesn't fit through the doorway. Okay? Now, Endeavor, the guys calling the shots now, are not wrestling guys. They see, oh, we can make a buck off of this. Who gives a shit what people think about him in the locker room? Yeah, we'll bring him in, sell the merch, get a couple extra pay-per-view buys, the next two or three pay-per-views. That's the only way he comes back to WWE. If it's up to Vince and Paul and Triple H, I mean, I don't think he comes back. 
I think they have zero interest in that. But the new board sees how what he can draw and the heat he carries. They'll sell some T-shirts and some pay-per-view vibes, and they'll be like, look, he's worth a year or two. Yeah, uh, no doubt about that. But I would be nervous. I mean, they even though we are a AW heavily focused podcast, and that's our fair promotion. That's why we do a podcast about it. I don't think we can argue that the WWE is printing money right now at a pace they've never done before. And business is hot for them. Even I mean, they're selling out arenas everywhere they go. I would, I don't know if I'd want to mess that vibe up if I were them by bringing somebody like him in that can really screw things up backstage. And, and, and I was, uh, let's go back. Uh, let's go back a year. Uh, when the initial fallout happened, I was That's a good point. Good point by Mundo there. Rollins has called him a cancer in the past. KO is an elite lover boy, and Regal doesn't like punk. And Regal is Triple H's right hand guy. Yeah. The only thing is, I don't know if Regal and Triple H have a lot of will have a lot of say on who they sign. They can give their opinions. Um, and did anybody notice during the Mox match that there was a Seth freaking Rollins chant going on? Yes. Yeah, because he used a stomp. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and Hunter's had bad blood with Punk in the past, too. That's that's well on record. So, again, I, yeah, obviously I think he's war as welcome out. And, and again, I, let's go back to the original uh, uh, all-out brawl or whatever it was. I was kind of – like, at first I'm like, man, I think I think Punk just spoke his mind. I, you know, I think these guys are soft and sensitive. Well – I think it's the other way around now. You know, I think he walked in with a with a chip on his shoulder and he wants to fight anybody that doesn't agree with him. And that's the greatest thing about professional wrestling is you can get all these guys in a the room, they're all gonna have different uh different opinions, but you come together and you do what's best for business, and everybody makes money and we move on down the road and have a beer together at the end of the night. Sounds like Punk was as close-minded as Democrats. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, it's, just, Ma- it's just bad. Majin say meant to ask you guys, did you see Nash's comments on L.A. Knight? Yeah, um, and then yes, I did. L.A. Knight came back and had the promo. That, took, a, that took a shot at him. Took a shot at Nash. I think Nash is whack, man. Uh, he's in a bad spot. He with his son passing son, away. He's not in the right mind frame right now. He I had some, you know, respect. You know what the heck he did in the business. And sure, he was great. Um, he lost Scott Hall and then his son. It's yeah, yeah. It's been, he's he's in a dark place. I remember uh, it's probably about about a year ago. He showed up in Detroit at a GCW show, and I think I texted you and Paul this. I was watching it and. He was so intoxicated in that ring. Um, it was, yeah. it was, it was noticeable is how drunk he was, and it was awkward. So, you know, got a couple comments here. Mundo said, "Punk is a piece of shit." The guy destroyed AEW. Then last year, Punk went to see if he could go back to WWE while in contract to AEW. Then uh, to give him a, H- a Triple H power, it's like your wife cheating and returning back like nothing happened. Uh, Majin said, look at you, Shep. When did you become the authority shill doing what's best for business? Get that out of here. <laughs> um, Udo said, uh, Nash is out of it. 
Hall and Son loss took a toll on him. Yeah. 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 Which is sad. It, it is. It's, it's just really, really sad, yeah. Man. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Nash is a legend, man. He really yes, is. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. I mean, he and, I mean, the NWO changed the business forever. I mean, you like it in, or not. In the, in the Attitude Era, that dude had a predominant role. Mm-hmm. Monday Night Wars. There was no Monday Night Wars without that guy. Yeah. So, now, did he have too much power in WCW? Yes. Yes. Well, it sounds but, like, it sounds like the, uh, Turner people didn't have any control, and it was all Scott Hall, Nash, and Hogan. Hogan. Doesn't work for me, brother. And it sounds like if Bischoff didn't do what they wanted, they beat the shit out of Bischoff too. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, he said, uh, he said Nash can get away with talking shit. Uh, I says, with all due respect to him, but as much drugs and shit he did back in the day, I'm shocked X Pac is still here. And X Pac's done a good. I mean, he's recovered now and a pretty good place in life and because uh, he was in a dark place for a while but yeah it it's it's amazing uh, to see his recovery he yeah. had a, he had one or two shows there with uh, gcw got yep. hurt um and then i saw he's back i i could see him doing one or two off more with them uh, they paid him pretty well yeah like, so. i could see him a rumble appearance or something down the road if he could so yep 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 anything else you want to hit on before we call tonight's show a wrap no i think that'll i think that'll do it we uh we had a good uh week of of uh shows and sounds like we're gonna have a good friday sounds mm-hmm. like collision all of a sudden is showing up to be a banger rvd's coming back for yeah match. um which is is that his hometown grand rapids that's where he's a uh, yeah, built he's, from. He's yeah. built from. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, which is cool. That's cool. Yeah. That got the biggest. That got the biggest pop of the night of the matches that was flashed up at the arena. So. Yeah, we. Uh, I, FTR versus the Workhorsemen. Like, I get that match, but don't put the titles on the line. Don't say it's a championship match because because you know you know FTR's winning. They're defending against Aussie Open. I mean, that's already been announced. Yeah, but but if you if you go by. The rankings that AEW tries to go by. Well, they threw those out the window. Those guys are in seventy seventh <laughs> place. So, yeah, I mean, just I get it. We need a squash match in there, but and don't 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 say the belts are on the line. Yeah, Jay White and Andrade will be fun. We haven't seen uh, Andrade for what? He popped up last week. No, perform though. Oh no, it's been a while. It's been a while. It's uh, was him against. Uh, oh my god, who was he against now? Oh, uh, buddy, wasn't that the last one we saw him and buddy? That was a long time ago. Or, or has he? He's probably had no. He, uh, yeah, no, it was. It was in that. It was that ladder match. He and buddy had yeah. for the mask. Yeah, yeah. I did see this. I'm glad you brought this up. Yeah. Um, uh, Ryan Nimitz teasing that uh, Nick Nimitz, think A. Dolph Ziggler, might potentially come over. and I think AEW would be a good fit for him. I think he can really go in the ring, and I think he's done everything he can in WWE, and he needs a new, fresh, clean slate. So since COVID, the guy's just basically been collecting a paycheck. Yep, yep, yep. I mean, I, I mean, the dude held the WWE title two times, right? The world title. 
one of yeah. them. Yeah, because he cashed in against Del Rio. A huge yeah. pop night after Mania. Mundo says FTR just doing a storyline on putting and defending the the Bears to uh, show they're the best tag team to get a Bucks match for the belts. Um, Ziggler brother is an AEW. Yeah, yeah. Ryan Nemeth. Belts, yeah. yeah. I know what you meant. I know what you meant. So, and a lot of good Ryan, stuff. Wasn't, wasn't Ryan Nemeth one of the guys four weeks ago that got kicked out of collision because of punk didn't like yes yeah him and he and daniels the same week yep and what was the reason punk didn't nimeth like- nimeth called him out when, when, when he came back this past year and did the promo uh, nimeth tweeted not he didn't tag punk in it but you know he's referring to him he said he's the softest guy in the world pretty much so oh you know, since since TK gave, originally gave Punk pretty much control of Collision, he could decide who he wanted there and who he didn't. Didn't really work out. So, yeah, yeah. So. Uh, you know what? Is as big as a talent as Punk is, I, I would consider the guy a Hall of Famer. Yep. I just and don't think he was worth the he- worth the headache. Tony Khan did the right thing. He did what he had to do for the company. You know, ratings might dip for a little bit, but I think in all, I mean, Jericho kind of said on Busted Open this week, company's in a better place than it was a month ago. And so I can't wait for the wrestling world to put this together. They're going to put a Vince McMahon, you're fired, a picture of CM Punk, and the picture of Tony Khan doing the Daniel Garcia dance. That we oh, saw. They will. Somebody's going to do that. Somebody's going to do you're fired, CM Punk, and then Tony Khan trying to do the Daniel Garcia dance. Please, if anybody's listening, I don't have the capabilities. I don't have the talent on Twitter to put that shit together. Don't know how that works. Somebody please put that gift together because if it is, I'll retweet it. I'll post it. I'll tag Kettle One in the damn thing. And hopefully they post it. That sounds like a viral post to me. Majin, so Shep, does that mean Khan did what's best for business? Absolutely. <laughs> yes, he did. He did. He did. And the reason he did what's best for business is he saved his locker room. Yeah, it was. Because if you have a whole locker room turn on you, I don't give a shit how much merch you're selling. You can't, you can't get it back. How much pay-per-views you're doing. When you come to work every week and it's a fight, it'll eventually spill onto television and guys like us and women like us will recognize that and start saying this is a shitty product. Yep. Don't want to invest my time in that because there's tons of other things we could be doing or other promotions we could be watching. There's a lot of wrestling out there and that's why, you know, I don't harp on anybody for watching what they like because watch what you like. I mean, if you like WWE, great, watch it. I don't care. So, um, one more thing I want to mention because we were talking all this authority talked and WWE. Uh, Randy Orton should be coming back for a return soon, which I've always been a big Randy Orton fan. So glad to see him coming back because that was back fusion. He had not neck fusion, back fusion. So did you did you bite the the bit of him going to the performance center? Well, SRS said he has been at the performance center a lot lately. So so, so I I saw the clip mm-hmm. that made it made its rounds, and then there was. Half of the comments were, that's that's new. Half of the comments were saying that's an old clip. 
which could be, but he has yeah, been reported yeah. to be in there. And so. they were they were commenting because of his size. He looked pretty big. Well, and and I keep referring to the guy because he's the he's the guy I follow because I think he's the most credible one out there. Sean Rossap said he is humongous right now. They said he put on a ton of uh, yeah, mass. Well, so then maybe maybe it's maybe it's new. Um, we didn't talk about uh, uh, Santana and Cardona. Yes, Mike Santana, as he goes by now, and Cardona had a little stiff on the indies, and Cardona saying he would come to AW, um, which would be interesting because his first run didn't do so hot. But that was during the pandemic. It was during the pandemic, and he had one or two matches, right? Yeah, yeah. Cody kind of got him a tryout deal. Him and Cody are buddies. Mm-hmm. But I do like I do like that they – I think they worked in hog wrestling together, are going to. Um, and then he said, hey, look, have your buddy fly me in on Wednesdays. I'm, I'm free. I'm busy on the weekends, so I can't do collision or rampage. Cause I'm the indie God, but I'm, I'm open on, on uh, Wednesdays. I do like that. Yeah. Um, Majin, great point. Fusion surgery has got to be careful. Look at Bobby Roode. He's done now and transitioned to a backstage role. Yeah. You got to be real careful. Neck fusion, back fusion. Yeah. Gotta be real careful. And Mundo said, uh, Santana was on rampage and I read a spoiler already about what he was involved in. I'm not going to spoil it for anybody. So I'll tell you Shep off the air, but I'm not going to spoil it for anybody. Okay. I'll, let, I'll let you watch it Friday. It's good stuff I've, is all I've, I'm saying with, with what he, what he's getting involved in is good stuff. So. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't looked at any of the spoilers yep. yet. Yep. I cut that earlier. Like, so I must've taped some rampage. They must've done an hour before and an hour after since it was a two hour show, because that spoiler came out before dynamite was even out there. So, Anything else you want to hit on as we put a wrap on tonight's show? I think I think it was a I think it was a good night. Really enjoyed uh, Grand Slam. Uh, crowd was good in Arthur Ashe. So yeah, I think overall, I think AEW came out smelling like a rose tonight. No, yeah, I thought it was a good show, and like I said, crowd was hot, and they and they uh, sold a lot of tickets the last few days late. Took the prices down and did a lot of media tour and and uh, good show. Yes, Maj and I will I will I will DM you the the spoiler. So yeah, <laughs> no problem. I just don't want to put it out there for anybody else listening or watching that doesn't want to spoil before Friday. So kayfabe over here. Um, <laughs> but yes, that is going to do it for this week's pod. Uh, please like us uh, wherever. You uh, listen to your podcast at, and if it's in subscribe, and if that's Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please give us that five star rating and review. Helps us out a lot. Helps us differentiate differentiate ourselves a little bit from the other AEW and pro wrestling podcasts out there. You can follow us on all social media platforms at Kicking Out Pod. You can follow myself if you want to. I'm kind of boring. I do a lot of sports talk, but but I'm on there at Tinnerly Nine Two. Austin's at the Shep. To seven and our reigning defending KOP predictions champion that couldn't join us tonight is Paul Zartman at Paul Zartman 921. And if you want to get some cool merch like uh, the NWO styled KOP shirt I have, the What Are We Drinking shirt that Chip's wearing, KOP hat like I'm wearing, go to kickingoutshop.com. You can get a great, uh, a lot of great merchandise, support a great podcast by looking great doing so. 
And for Austin Shepard, I'm Tanner Lee. Join us again next Wednesday night as we kick out yet another podcast.